This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the state will be receiving a record amount of COVID vaccine this week, more than 400,000 doses. Remember last week when the governor opened that vaccination center in the whitest and wealthiest area of Manatee County at a development built by a donor? Remember when he responded to critics by saying, if you don't like it, I'll take it away. Look, I mean, if Manatee County doesn't like us doing this, then we are totally fine with putting this in counties that want it. Congressman Charlie Crist is now asking the Justice Department to investigate what he calls the governor's blatantly political vaccine distribution decisions. The number of new COVID cases continues to decline in Florida, but the number of fatalities is still sky high, including 161 reported by the Health Department on Monday. The governor says he will order state flags lowered to half-mast on the day Rush Limbaugh is buried. That's an honor usually reserved for heroes and longtime public servants. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed says her agency will not lower its flags to honor hate speech, bigotry, and division. Florida lends a hand in the blackout state. A 30-member incident management team from the State Forest Service is now running a supply center out of an airbase near San Antonio. They're shipping truckloads of food and water to dozens of hard-hit counties in Texas. The 2021 legislative session begins next week, and the House Speaker says one of the first things on their agenda is protecting business from lawsuits over COVID-19. We've heard from thousands of business owners across the state who are concerned about opening their business, being open uh, during this COVID pandemic and what that could mean from them from a liability standpoint. While they rush to pass that bill for biz, Republican leaders have shown little interest in dealing with people issues like evictions, foreclosures, and fixing the unemployment system. A Florida woman sent to the federal pen for a charity scam is appealing today. Former Congresswoman Corinne Brown claims she did not get a fair trial because a juror who said the Holy Spirit told him she was not guilty was removed from the jury. We'll also have your calendar of events and the story of a Florida man jailed after assaulting a priest and barricading himself inside a church. But first, a word from the sponsors. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. This public health crisis has shown our one-size-fits-all education system does not meet the needs of every child. Senate Bill 48 rethinks education and provides needed flexibility for students and families, giving students the tools and resources they need to unleash their potential. You can make a difference and improve our education system by visiting fledreform.com to tell your lawmaker to support SB 48. Paid for by Americans Prosperity, Florida. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, February 23rd. This is World Spay Day and National Dog Biscuit Day. On this date in 1896, Leo Hirschfield introduced a brand new candy called the Tootsie Roll. In 1919, the fascist party was formed in Italy by Benito Mussolini. In 1945, U.S. Marines raised the American flag on the top of Mount Suribachi at Iwo Jima. On this date in 1954, the first mass inoculation against polio took place at an elementary school in Pittsburgh. And this is the anniversary of the Kissimmee tornado outbreak of 1998. There were seven tornadoes, 260 injuries, 42 fatalities. It was the deadliest tornado event in state history. The Department of Health reported more than 4,100 new cases of COVID-19 Monday and 161 additional fatalities. Our death toll has reached 30,595. The total number of cases since the start of the pandemic, 1,873,000. On the plus side, more than 1.3 million Floridians have now completed the two-dose vaccination series, and more than 1.3 million have received their first dose. 
Speaking of vaccines, Florida will receive a record number of them this week, more than 414,000 doses from the federal government. The largest share is going to Publix. Large allotments are also being designated for distribution sites in Hillsborough, Orange, Manatee, and Sarasota counties. Now, the state did not want to publicize those numbers, but they released the information after the South Florida Sun Sentinel newspaper threatened to sue. St. Petersburg Congressman Charlie Crist is asking the Justice Department to investigate whether the governor violated federal law by playing politics with the COVID vaccine. In his letter, Crist claims DeSantis is, and I quote, establishing coronavirus vaccine distribution and administration sites to select locations to benefit political allies and donors over the needs of higher-risk communities and existing county wait lists. Last week, the governor opened a pop-up site at a development built by a family of well-connected donors who've contributed $900,000 to his re-election bid. It's the wealthiest and widest part of the county, and when officials asked why it wasn't set up in low-income communities that have trouble getting vaccine, DeSantis basically threatened to take it away. Look, I mean, if Manatee County doesn't like us doing this, then we are totally fine with putting this in counties that want it. Um, and we're totally happy to do that. So anyone that's saying that, let us know. If you want us to send to, to Sarasota next time or Charlotte or Pasco or wherever, uh, let us know. We're happy to do it. The governor also caused a bit of a stir by announcing state flags will be lowered to half staff to honor Rush Limbaugh. That's an honor usually reserved for military heroes and longtime public servants. But DeSantis says Limbaugh deserves it because he was a friend, a legend and a great person. The governor says he will order state flags flown at half-staff on the day Limbaugh is buried, but not all of them will. Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed has notified the state offices under her direction to disregard the governor's forthcoming order. She says, and I quote, We will not celebrate hate speech, bigotry, and division. Lowering the flag should always reflect unity, not division, and raising our standards, not lowering them. On Friday, Commissioner Freed authorized the deployment of a 30-member team from the Florida Forest Service to help out with storm recovery efforts for Texans impacted by the winter storm. The incident management team is now running a resource staging area at Randolph Air Force Base near San Antonio. The 24-hour operation supplies both FEMA and state trucks with water and food to deliver throughout the state. Now, in the past two days, they loaded 63 trucks with more than 1,000 pallets of bottled water and 31 trucks with more than 1,000 pallets of military rations, commonly known as MREs meals ready to eat. One side note here, in the military, MRE stands for meals rejected by the enemy. When the legislative session begins next week, the top priority for legislative leaders is to pass new laws protecting business from COVID liability lawsuits. But they've shown very little interest in dealing with people problems like fixing the unemployment system or helping with the flood of evictions and foreclosures that will happen as soon as the legal moratoriums expire. It appears as though legislative leaders are prioritizing business over people. But Florida House Speaker Chris Sproul says it's really not that way at all. I would push back on that. I think the priority is to do what's best for Floridians. You brought up business liability. There's also health care liability. As, as you've heard, as we've heard from thousands of business owners across the state who are concerned about opening their business, being open uh, during this COVID pandemic and what that could mean from them from a liability standpoint, I think the businesses have done a fantastic job of trying to keep their customers safe, of trying to keep their employees safe. And what, but what they needed was some reassurance, some reassurance that something that they couldn't possibly account for was not going to take them um, off guard and, and, and devastate their business and devastate their livelihood. Speaker Sproul says lawmakers have been engaged with constituents throughout the pandemic, spending countless hours helping them navigate Florida's unemployment compensation system when they could not get assistance from the agency that actually runs the program. Both my Republican colleagues, and my Democratic colleagues uh, were working around the clock. Uh, especially when the first major waves and the problems with the Connect system 
dealing with their constituents, um, our legislative aides working 18 hours a day, contacting constituents about the problems that they were having, trying to make sure that they got services, trying to make sure that they had some idea as to when they might receive a check. Um, so, you know, really hats off to the legislative staff and the members who worked around the clock during that period of time doing what, what a, a large bulk of our job is, which is constituent service and making sure that government is being responsive to those people. You also talked about jobs. What's the legislature doing you know, to help people with jobs? And it's a great question. And I, I have been critical about how we've treated things like workforce over the past. You know, I think that in large part we talk about workforce we like things that are like apprentice programs and things like that. And those are great, but it's not enough. And if you are sincerely at home trying to find a job, I have been critical of the fact that we have not made it easier for people to look for a job, to find a job, to make sure that they have access to the right education. If it's a micro-credential or if they have to go to a local state college or to a university, where are the resources? That has been a myriad of problems. Um, so, you know, you can look for the, the House to be aggressive when it comes to looking at uh, that complicated workforce system and reforming it and making sure it's easier for Floridians who want to get a job to, to find a job and to find the training they need to, to be successful. But even if they fix the unemployment system, it still has some of the lowest benefits in the entire country. Democrats want to raise the weekly payments and give people more time to find a new gig before they're cut off. That, of course, would cost money. And Speaker Sprouls does not want to raise taxes on companies that are struggling to stay open. That, that money does come from somewhere. It, it comes from taxes on business. So we also have to acknowledge we had thousands of Floridians who lost their job during the pandemic. We also had thousands of business owners who shut down, many of whom never reopened their doors again, some of whom have reopened their doors but are, but are struggling as a result of, of months of being closed. You know, the state of Florida is struggling in the sense of while we might be recovering faster than other states, we obviously took a hit financially because, you know, Disney was closed, Universal was closed, our businesses were closed, sales tax collection was down, people weren't driving, so gas tax collection is down. Now, imagine that in a restaurant. Maybe you had takeout, you know, maybe you had people who were coming, but it certainly is not something enough to supplement, you know, your livelihood. You know, you're laying people off. You're trying to stay open. So, you know, rent, you know when, you talk, when you think about that, you're saying, hey, you know, why not just raise taxes on those businesses that are also struggling? Um, I'm not saying these are easy choices. What I'm mindful of, though, is that the businesses, the, the quicker they get on their feet and the quicker they go back to commerce the way that they, they were before, the quicker they can rehire people and get them back into the workforce. Speaker Sproul says the best thing they've done to help average Floridians during the pandemic is to reopen schools so mom and dad don't have to stay home with the kids and can get back to work. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta hears arguments today in an appeal by former Congresswoman Corinne Brown of Jacksonville, who was found guilty in 2017 on fraud and tax charges related to a charity scam. The main issue in this appeal is that Brown claims it was wrong for the judge to disqualify a juror because he said the Holy Spirit told him Brown was not guilty. Her attorneys insist the decision to replace that juror amounts to religious discrimination and deprived Brown of her constitutional rights. Your calendar of events is next along with the continuing saga of Florida Man. But first, a message from the sponsor. In Florida, if you fall behind on court debt payments, the state takes away your driver's license. But if you can't drive, you can't work. So how can you make enough money to pay the debt? This policy makes no sense. Let's end debt-based license suspensions and help Florida get back to work. 
Welcome to the Sunrise Calendar. Trustees at Florida International University made it to this afternoon after holding a series of committee meetings that begin at 8 a.m. Trustees at the University of South Florida are also holding committee meetings at 8. That's followed by a meeting of the full board at 1.20. The State Elections Commission meets online at 8.30. At 9, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals hears that Corinne Brown case we just mentioned a few moments ago. The Suwannee River Water Management District meets at 9 in Live Oak to talk about renewing a permit for a business to pipe hundreds of thousands of gallons of spring water a day to a nearby bottling plant. The Florida Springs Council is also holding an online news conference at 1.30 to discuss the issue. The Southwest Florida Water Management District Governing Board meets at 9 in Brooksville. At 10, prominent Floridians, Democrats, business, and community leaders will take part in an online event called Florida Thriving Bipartisan Immigration Solutions. Former Governor Jeb Bush is included in the list. Integrity Florida holds an online news conference at 11 to release a report about state preemption of local government authority. Former Lieutenant Governor Jeff Kotkamp speaks to the Economic Club of Florida at noon. His address is titled, The Transformation of Florida's Economy. And the Institute of Politics at Florida State University holds a webinar at 6.30 tonight to talk about issues of the upcoming session. Capitol Press Corps icon and political reporter Gary Finout is one of your featured speakers. Finally today, a Florida man is accused of beating a priest and barricading himself inside a church to keep the SWAT team at bay. It happened Sunday at the Archangel Michael Coptic Orthodox Church in Melbourne. Police say Mark Solomon was trying to abduct the priest and dragged him out toward his car in the parking lot right before church started. When police arrived, they say Solomon flashed a gun, barricaded himself just outside the front door of the church, and threatened to commit suicide. The standoff lasted four hours. It ended when he was shot with what police call less lethal ammunition. Solomon charged with armed kidnapping, aggravated assault, use of a firearm and commission of a felony, battery, and resisting arrest. That's it for this episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 